0: I'm I'm
1: starting now and I'm just going to say that um, before I introduce anyone that uh, I'll make this controversial statement about Chicago Mm. Um, and it's that the hot dog is amazing (laughs) and the pizza stinks. (laughs) And I say that because we have with us this <laughs> <laughs> we have as a special guest on this episode steve mazin is it mazin right uh Mazon. Mazon. sorry steve steve's a, okay. a, a yeah. hilarious uh comic and um podcaster uh give a plug steve to your podcast please before we yeah, forget i have
2: a, a movie podcast uh as well it's called the Mazon movie club and just the idea of it is that uh I'm the Maison part, obviously. Yeah. Is that uh, if you've ever had the the thought like, oh, I'd like to be a part of a book club, but I hate to read. Yeah. Uh, this this is the podcast for you. You just you just watch a movie and then we discuss it uh, each week, and you can chime in. I share the the viewers uh, thoughts on the podcast, and uh, usually I have a guest or two as well.
1: I just so, listened. Yeah, I just listened a- to your Magnolia episode, and. Oh! that's a that's a movie I really really like and yet your um, like dissection and you, it was your um, your quarantine mate and some a woman was on the phone I forget who it was a friend of yours and um, your your um, observation about the Easter eggs in that like I've oh, seen that a million times and I, I totally didn't catch the things you guys caught immediately.
2: I, I, it's so funny because that, that's one of those movies too I think I think there that it's completely untouched. You could probably watch that I could watch it now a week later after we just did it and see completely different things uh and i don't know if one of the things i loved about it uh roger eber reviewed it i think i talked about on the podcast he reviewed it like 10 years later when the dvd was coming out and he completely reversed his whole whole view of what he thought the movie was about uh-huh. and I, think, I, that, I think that's what's interesting about uh that movie specifically is is yeah how you could have, it probably depends when where like any movie when and where you watch it all that kind of stuff but uh, yeah, I, just, uh, I find
0: myself in the situation of being, uh, having just watched it for the first time, I want to say about mm. three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Yeah. Totally blown away. And uh, yeah, all those points. So many so many beautiful, it's a movie with like so many beautiful moments that you overlook that what the, what's the frog thing about? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, no, beautiful. Uh, just, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great little movie. It's a movie of great little moments. Yeah, and I can watch what's his name, uh, you know, with the, the 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 cop, the guy who loses, John, John C. yeah, yeah, John C. Riley. I can watch him like like flip out uh, all the time. In that
2: movie. You know what? Uh, and so it, tell me know. if I'm talking too much. Don't please, be afraid.
1: To talk away. Talk over Tom, uh, please.
2: Uh, but what I, I love, I got my neck going. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> what I, what I love about movies is then. How they all start to tie together, or, or one makes you look at another differently. So, so the week or two after Magnolia, we we did the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a, a couple scenes in the Truman Show, if you remember. I hadn't seen it in a while.
1: Uh, Tom, is late. that your fucking dog? Is it, is it Who, whose fucking dog is that?
0: That's not mine. Is that I your dog, Tom? Dog? No, I do. I think it might be yours, dude. Oh.
1: My not <laughs> oh, Shit. Any Okay, sorry, sorry. You know no, that, what, Joe, there's, no there's no dog noise, buddy. I think we need to get you to see something. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm already being a bad uh, host. Continue, no, Steve, no, continue. I was
2: going to say, my dogs might chime in at some point, but they haven't yet. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, there's always that possibility.
2: So you, there's a couple scenes uh, in Truman Show, one where a light just falls mm-hmm. in his front yard. Do you remember that? Yeah. And uh, and then there's another one where he's on the beach and the rain starts, but it only starts right over him. Like, yeah. There's obviously technical it's hard not to relate that then back to magnolia the frog Mm. scene like and and life in general i think there's some statement there that these these screenwriters or the directors are making about like hey we all we're always like what's what what is god saying why isn't god doing anything why is it some of this might be technical difficulties like he was like i'm gonna put some frogs here and Mm. oh shit they just fell in the wrong place
0: we're, we're always like we're always like statistically in the, in the realm of probability of absolute madness breaking out. Yes, exactly.
1: Exactly. I have I have a kind of um, a bias about that stuff because I'm a lit teacher. And, and so I'm so sick of myself really, you know, um, talking in front of 30 people about uh, Tom's nodding uh, about like notice the color of Jay Gatsby's tie. That's representative of and I'm like, I kind of on my own time. I like to avoid it. But it's really yeah. nice to hear your podcast because it was picking up on some of those things.
2: Oh yeah, Shut thanks, thanks. Up. So we try and ride that that nice, hopefully uh, a nice line where it it, it appeals somewhat to that it, the my wife is she she reads nothing into it. Uh-huh. She's she doesn't bring any film analysis into it. She's like either I liked it or I did not like it. That's as far as I'm going in the thing. Yeah. Um, and then you know we'll we'll have a guest on that's deep deep in it, where they're like you know this goes Can back you... to Kurosawa and the, I, was you know, your, I was on your I was on your
0: podcast once. I can't remember the movie though.
2: Uh, did we do? I want to say it was an old one. Was a Manchurian Candidate?
0: It might have been that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think her mom joined us too.
2: Did she? Oh, probably. Yeah, she joins in every week. Mm. Throws her two cents in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, I love I love movies. I love that that again how you can see a movie at a different time and it means a different thing and you know you bring all your baggage to it and,
1: well uh, we we yeah. walk a, a fine line between mediocrity and and boredom over here on this podcast so it's really, it was really <laughs> nice to hear yours that's
0: recommend a, you go watch a movie called Last Year at Mary and Dad, please. <laughs> oh, good lord!
1: <laughs> that is a dreadful. It's the one that
0: came, I think, closest so far to uh, It's my choice. It's me. It came closest to having Joseph quit. I think
1: <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, that was one of them. The Sunny Chiba episode was pretty close as well. That was a wrist cutter.
2: I always just so obviously I know Tom Joseph, so I can so I get your. Um your baseline pedigree I always think a great question is what's what's a movie you know is bad but you
1: still like uh well that's a big uh, fight between tom and i because i am not a fan of the bad movie is good i i think it's a it's a poor i know i'm alone i'm alone it happens no you're
0: not no you're not, no, you're not because you're not you're not correct in this one because we, we can always go back to, i know Every uh, sundown Sunday
1: nights bro to what Hollywood, Hollywood Nights. Knight. Well, that's a jam. Hollywood Nights is a bad movie, but you like it. That's a, a brilliant movie, movie, and I love it. But um, a, a movie. See, the problem isn't whether it's bad and can be good because that can happen. It's whether you force the oh. issue. So there's nothing worse. To, there's nothing worse to me than people who are like, "Oh, I love movies that are bad. They're so good." It's like, well, that's not an organic thing. So Tom and I saw a movie um, from 1967 starring Michael Caine, Faye Dunaway, Jane Fonda. Who, by the way, I just want to tell you. Goes down on a saxophone And I'm not There's not a metaphor there And it's called "Hurry."
0: Sexual approach to a sex one anybody's ever had, and it's basically a giant.
1: There wasn't a soft read in the room. Let's put it that way. And um, Tom and I were enraptured. I mean, it was just brilliant. But it was like it happened. We'd never heard of the movie. We we liked the stars, so we clicked on it. We we didn't have another. We we were. It was a replacement movie. So somehow it was like that magic moment. And it's sort of like to me that formula of bad movie makes good. When you try to like repeat the thing, it never works out. It has to just happen right. to you. I feel
0: it has right. to be sort of natural to the process of the making of the movie that it's that it's that it's bad. Like a bad movie that's just a bad movie is is fucking awful. But
2: oh, hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: I'm in, I'm in the camp of every once in a while there, there's a bad there's a movie that's bad that I like regardless of that fact, and I call it the good bad movie.
2: Is there? Well, here's this is what <laughs> I formed from uh, uh, three years now of of watching. A specific movie each week, and then and then whatever normal movies I'd watch, is that uh, and, and it goes to this this bad movie good thing. I think the king of them is Patrick Swayze. I don't know if he was ever in a good movie. They're always bad, but he's good enough that he carries it. Like,
1: yeah, no, I agree. Next,
0: next of kin, the movie
2: that ended his career. That's not good. Uh, that's not good, that's good right? well,
1: let's see. I think that falls in my my theory though, because those movies I, I, we're all about the same age, right? Forty eight. You guys are both fifty, right? Um, and so we were watching Patrick Swayze movies live, you know, in real time, as it were. So it's like, you know, I actually went into seeing Roadhouse or Red Dawn like kind of excited by it. Yes, and so yes. in retrospect, to look at how bad they are, it still kind of organically happened, you know. It's, yeah,
2: yeah, that's a, it's a good question. But like even uh, younger generation, like my niece and nephew. Well, not my nephew on this one, but uh, he. I'm trying to think of the one he likes. Uh, he likes The Outsider. Uh, yeah. But that's not really a Patrick Swayze movie uh, Boy. per se, or one you'd. Have
0: never ever seen it? Um,
2: no, I mean it, 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 I, I don't know that it's a good movie. No, but, uh, that being said. Just, but like Dirty Dancing is still wi- women love that movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they yeah. really, yeah. Even my niece, who's twenty, she you know it, loves that movie. That's something it, about it. It's not a good movie, but I understand it. It's very enjoyable to watch.
0: But that's a movie that shockingly became quotable <laughs> later on yes, nobody puts sorry. baby in a court. everyone knows that <laughs> yeah. I have to be, like, uh, yeah I, I had to I had the bad uh, the bad luck of having to rewatch that with my roommates a couple of weeks ago
1: <laughs> it might uh, be just combining things like when you combine abortion and dancing <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a good movie. <laughs>
0: and the next one was Dirty Trampolining.
1: Okay. Oh! <laughs> dirty Falling Down the Stairsing.
0: Dirty the Staircase.
1: Dirty Kick to the wombing. All right, that's enough, okay. guys. Enough, guys. Please. This is a family show. We want Steve's wife to listen to this. Speaking of wives, I just texted my wife that our, our dog has made the podcast, that she texted back. There might be something good on there, finally. <laughs> Yes! I married the right woman. Um, okay, so um, I, I thought you know maybe we could s- slide into talking about um, our film today, s- uh, Slapshot, from 1977. But just talking about hockey in general, Steve, you are wearing a hockey jersey. Is it just for this occasion, or are you a hockey fan?
2: I, I am a... Um, I
0: like to think Steve rolled out of bed.
2: Yes, just came out of bed with this... Uh... Uh, I am wearing the 1980 yeah, USA hockey team. What a miracle! Uh, gold medal, yeah. Gold and um, I, I, I don't. I have a f- couple friends who are just fanatics. Uh, uh, Tom knows Joe Bartnick. Uh, he oh, yeah. he he runs a uh, hockey podcast. Does a daily thing on hockey. So I, I just even knowing him, I. It's like saying I'm a, you know, these people are like, I'm a cinephile. Like, I w- wouldn't even use that word because I, I know that there's people so much deeper into movies. I'm just a movie fan. I Yeah, I right. love hockey. I'm a big Blackhawks fan coming from Chicago. I know some of the history, but I'm not one of these guys that knows the complete history uh, or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, uh, the big moments of hockey, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of. I pay attention to the standings and the Stanley Cup. Oh, cool. But not one of these who could name every player kind of thing like that. Not, not that deep.
1: Tommy,
0: like me, he's like me in football, basically. I gotta be honest. This movie, uh, I've always wanted to see this movie. Um, like, oh, I was second. Like you
2: hadn't seen it before.
0: Never seen it. Nor have I. I. Use this podcast for mostly. Oh is wait, to watch like movies Joseph, I've never seen. never
1: seen. I had never seen either? it either. I'd heard. I heard oh God, much so about sorry. it. I
2: didn't realize that both of you be had never
1: seen excited. It. Be be excited. I the yeah. The
2: idea was one of you had one. You hadn't. Uh, all right. No. We're not that organized. No, <laughs> no.
1: two but, dummies. Yeah, you giving
0: us way too much credit.
2: Oh, yeah. That's this is, All right, I'm, I'm excited. Okay,
1: no, right. no, I have observations. I have a little history. I'm sure Tom does too. But I, um, sure. that's why it's going to be great for you and your hockey jersey to, to, to school us well, to uh to Isis, if you will, to more than that, I have ice Because
0: like I said, my best friend like when I was in the Navy was from Chicago. So my my notion of, of Chicago-ness comes from him. He's the only person I actually know in real life who's really into, into hockey. And the one thing I know is that people – like it's just is a thing in Chicago. It's like people in California like beaches, I guess, because it's part of our <laughs> environment. That, that's a bad example. But, you know,
1: I'm, <laughs> but I'm glad Steve we caught out. it on we tape. Like, <laughs> we like manicured lawns. I
0: don't know the fuck <laughs> I'm talking about.
1: It's like but Russians something, like carrots. There's something,
0: about, like, there's something about like the culture of Chicago and the culture of hockey that, that goes with Chicagoans. And just, even the, even, I don't know. There's just, it's, a, it's an interesting, wonderful mix right there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely...
0: Like, I know you're not a huge hockey fan, but when but when I was like, oh, we're going to do hockey, let's get Steve on this
2: one. Yeah, no, and I, I am. I did grow up, I mean, it, it's built into my family a little bit. I grew up going to hockey games. My dad would take me. His, uh, like, the history in his own family, they grew up, I, I grew up in, like, a... A bar family you know I mean? mm-hmm. they owned a bar in the city the mm-hmm. kind where you the oh. family lived above the bar good morning it was, okay. it was the bar nice. that the, the old blackhawks in the 1950s and 60s would come to their bar wow. after the thing so like yeah i can't kind of grow up with hockey in that in that way that it, mm-hmm. that it was a thing um that and maybe this had one, I grown and, and, up, yeah had i grown up in indiana probably wouldn't happen
0: and i've always been told that this is the hockey movie is that correct
2: yeah, I think the I think the only other one you could even suggest might be Miracle Now. Uh, well,
0: like, well, come on, let's not forget the Mighty Ducks. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, the, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, on a, on a uh, uh, well, it's hard to even say take this seriously. I, I think this movie ends up being much more serious than it on, on this rewatch, especially.
1: Okay, now um, we're now we have a conversation promised. I like I like what you're <laughs> you're saying.
2: Um, yeah i it's it's you know I've probably seen it easily a dozen times all the way through and then add another twenty where I've seen it in parts and uh when I saw it as a kid, you know it felt like a it felt completely like a comedy, you know what i mean like yeah. oh this is this is just them making fun of hockey this is major league. Yeah. No, uh, before Major League, but Major League in, in you hockey. You just took one of my
0: talking points,
2: by the way. S- silly kind of things like that, oh, here's this character, here's this character. I, I think it's a much deeper movie. And I think uh, there- there's a lot being said about hockey, there's a lot being said about sports. And he, just as much about America. I mean, yeah, just,
0: American city, American
2: culture, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it ridiculously
0: such as it is—a hockey movie that reflects American culture. It. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's, it's a
1: movie about uh, pure racism, and I uh, got it, got it, understood.
2: Experiment. And violence, yeah, <laughs> I love it. the violence. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh goddamn it! A... I'm not sure how, to, how far to jump in, but uh, of course, the culmination of the whole movie, right? Uh, we, we follow uh, Reggie the whole time. Yeah. but he—he's not the one who really changes his. You know, he's not the arc we get. We don't get much change from him. It's—it's it's the other guy who puts on the show at the end. Uh, yeah. By stripping. Yeah. And uh, and everyone, everyone who's—it's the violence versus sex thing that we didn't have that conversation for another till Tarantino. Kind of. Well, let's uh,
1: let's let's uh, get some background on it, Stephen, and, yeah. and then we'll get in there. I'm going to do a share screen with you guys um, for a, a just a quick sort of. Um, Moment with Paul Newman. We haven't done a Paul Newman episode, Tom and I. You guys see that? Yes. Um, we haven't done a Paul Newman episode, um, and but I, you know, this clearly is a different Paul Newman film, and I have some. It's a little muddy. This um, like thirty seconds of Paul Newman talking about it, but here goes.
2: Is that year, your-
0: this is the raunchiest film I've ever done. Uh, the language is. Uh
2: tastefully vulgar well the critics and the viewing public disagreed when the movie was released a quarter of a century ago
1: and it's longer than that now but um it's it's a film that did not do that well at the box yeah. office and it, it might have been it might have had something to do with it being such a different paul newman
0: yeah, let me just, uh, let me, let me pop in real quick and say, I I don't know about you guys, but I honestly, I, I, I wasn't aware that I had this opinion, but I was, I guess I was of the opinion that Paul Newman didn't swear at all.
2: Yeah,
0: like ever, right? Ever, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like you go like, oh, crackers as he slipped in the tub or something right, right, like that. Right, right, yeah. Right, but now watching that, I'm like, holy shit! He's like, he swore all the time. It's, it's kind of he was cool famous
1: thing. for for yelling out "cunt" as he beat Joanna. But uh, on film, I think you're right. Um, it, was, uh, it was a prohibition he gave himself. But.
2: <laughs> That's just unacceptable, too. To yeah, use the, the c-word. Right, on.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> "cunt dance" kid.
2: Right. You
0: know, what, what he meant was salad dressing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, every time he beat her, he would donate something
2: to he a worthy it, charity. Okay. <laughs> he makes some popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so this film is, okay, so this is based on um, the writer who is Nancy Dowd. Um, Her brother played for the Johnstown Jets, which is the team that this is, is based on. Um, and she got a, a, a note from her brother that that um, the team was being sold. So this this is, has some basis in truth. Her deciding to, to move to Johnstown, Pennsylvania for a while and spark this whole the whole idea. Side note before I, I hand it over to you guys for any sort of like plot notes or whatever. Um, I, a friend of mine's a philosophy professor from Johnstown and he reminded me. Do you guys know about the great Johnstown flood?
0: I, I, yes. I heard it's, that, a, it's a thing I know about
1: it's a flood that was so bad this is almost out of a Simpsons episode it's a flood that was so bad that it went through the um, steel factory and then picked up the barbed wire factory before oh. washing it all through town <laughs> It was a cheese grater of a flood, in other words. So, so like you know, what a great, what a great setting. It was filmed in in Johnstown. What a great setting for you know, sort of a Bruce Springsteen blue collar steel town, you know, go go hockey team. It, it
0: had that quality of feeling like, uh, like you know, very well just. Granted, it was from the seventies, but it, it felt more seventies than the seventies. Like all the wood paneling, yeah, all the you know the, the outfits people were wearing, you know the 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 cinema stock that they were using at the same time. Yeah, uh, it just boy, it just really took me back.
1: So it's, it, yeah. it it is a film about that, right? It's a, it's kind of a loser ish, um, semi pro hockey team, um, and Paul Newman is the team like captain, veteran player. He did all his own right. skating, apparently.
0: Was well, a player coach, and so they do that. They do that in uh, in in hockey. I think they they used to do that in baseball. I don't
2: think they do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every once in a while you'll see it still pop up, but it was much more a, a popular thing back in in that time, uh, especially like you said in minor league.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, it's. I mean, the the, the plot is pretty um, stock, right? It's like the, the team that has to save itself, and how is it going to save itself?
0: It's very, it's very major league. That's what I thought of that immediately when I was watching this. Yeah. Movie. Um, yeah.
1: And, and the way it's going to save itself is basically through brutality. Yeah. Am I right? I mean, that's is that a, yeah, a fair that's, way? Well,
0: that's, uh, so that's I think that I'm going to find that reductive because I think what they're trying <laughs> to do is raise the interest of their audience by introducing <laughs> brutality because we're monsters.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. Is that is that where your comment about the American it represents America comes from, Steve?
2: Yeah, exactly. That that it, it's much more. It's a show, whatever. Whether that show be sex, violence, or or whatever else you you want to take from this movie, I think the the violence is the uh the, the pointed part of it what they stumble upon um but yeah i mean you even love i, I love the first scene where it really makes sense when they get the hanson brothers and uh they put them on the ice for the first time even the guy who ends up you know stripping at the end who hates them at the beginning his eyes light up and he may, he smiles And he's right next to Newman. And then it goes away very quickly. But I I love it. It's just, I mean, this guy's a a really good director that there's much more than in in a lesser movie like Major League. And I love Major League. Let me just say that. (laughs) Uh, But in a lesser movie like that, we would have just got everyone being happy. Like, yes, yes, they're beating people up. I, I, he's showing all the different reactions.
1: Here. George Roy Hill is a great director, and, and he's yeah. made relatively few movies. I was surprised when he went yeah. back to like Hawaii, Butch Cassidy, The Sting, The Great Waldo Pepper. He sort of had his, stayed in his box there um, to some degree. But those those fucking brothers are. Gotcha. Awesome! It and so it's crazy. it's really made me I, rethink I, you know, was, my hatred. Is, of, I think
0: like I think this is a testament to the directing going on here, which is um, I've always had this movie described to me by friends who are really into hockey or have seen this thing, and uh, one of the great scenes everybody tell would tell me about is the scene where like one of the brothers goes down the line and just slaps everybody yeah, on the opposing bench, and I could never in my head picture how the hell they got this. It always seemed like it must have been very cartoony but it was really beautifully done in the movie and yeah. was like oh that could happen okay it just seemed like there's no fucking way like everybody was looking the wrong direction or something but the way they did it I mean it was really beautiful those guys were like they were very poetically brutal
1: they were so great it's really made me reconsider my hatred of the movie Strange Brew I might have just been in a bad mood when I saw it <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hosers but um, those three brothers and it turns out they're based on real brothers the Carlson brothers the
2: Carlson right yeah and also all these crazy
0: violent things are based on things that happened, like that whole thing, like,
1: yeah. Well, that's, cool. that's why I, I grew up, I did not grow up with hockey, but as an adult, I latched on to minor and minor, minor league hockey. And one of the things that my son and I loved immediately was the the encouragement of bad sportsmanship, much more than the <laughs> NHL. And yeah. that's in this movie in spades, <laughs> for sure.
2: Yes, 100%. Yeah. 100%. There's nothing, a minor league hockey game is so much fun.
1: They got yeah. these guys to... Um, they got George Roy, George Roy Hill got 11 players from the Jets to be on in the film, mm-hmm. and um, most of them he encouraged uh, to have speaking lines and then discouraged them. So most of them do not have <laughs> speaking lines because they just perform so, they so badly, but apparently the Jonestown population got really pissed off because they went to the finals that year against, some, I forget who, but lost, and the, the consensus was that they were too concerned with being in this movie.
0: Oh wow! Oh, yeah, I could see that, and that would really harm Jones. <laughs> <pretty bad.
1: laughs> yeah, they don't want another barbed wire uh, year. That's for sure. I, you know, though, I, I don't know the actor's but name. Also, Sorry. I
0: want to point out the writer's brother, who she got this whole story from. He yeah. was in the movie too. He played like the super <laughs> badass
1: guy. Oh, what okay. is his Og- name? Oglethorpe.
2: Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe. Ogie Oglethorpe. Who's Ogie the, Oglethorpe.
1: Who's the guy from Revenge of the Nerds? Uh, yes. uh, Booger book no he's got a name too though it's like that like oglethorpe yes. okay but uh, it's a late 70s welcome, early 80s
0: welcome to the old man front porch here yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: there's right. <laughs> okay. um, a great story i don't know if you saw it i stumbled upon it i was uh, you know doing a little research on slap shot the behind the scenes first of all would you have ever watched this movie not knowing it and guessed that it was a female screenwriter
1: no never not a i was shocked
2: just i mean when year. i saw nancy Dowd, i was like what?
1: Well, first of all, <laughs> it was funny, so no. It a it's
2: guy incredibly human. counterintuitive, yeah. Is this, is this one of those you know kind of things? It's yeah, yeah. Cool. But so I was looking, and so yeah, it's her brother that, that plays him in the movie. He's based on a real guy that Bob Costas covered. I don't know if you came across this. Interview. No, no. Bob Costas tells a great story about the real guy was, and he's like been arrested thirty times, 30, had to kill people. He was getting on the. Bob Costas was the uh, announcer for the team. And he was on the bus, so he traveled with them. <laughs>
1: and, Bob Costas was? I had no idea.
2: Yeah, this okay. is, it's such a crazy story. He gets on the, the uh, he's he's reading a paper on the bus one day, and this Oglethorpe, he goes, this guy was menacing. He gets on the bus, and they have the guy, you know, today, who's, you know, in his 70s or something, he's, and he still, like, looks menacing. He goes, yeah, I saw him reading his paper. He's like, so I grabbed Costas's paper, and I ripped it in two, and then threw it back at him and just said, here, now you can read twice as much. And uh, Bob Bob Costas says, look, I'm afraid of this guy, but I can't just let that go. Like, I I have to save face somehow. So I say very loudly so everyone in the bus could hear, that's OK, his his name was Goldenthorpe. So it's very close, I think, instead of Oglethorpe. Mm -hmm. He goes, "Uh, that's okay, Goldie. Uh, I'll teach you how to read. And uh, (laughs) the the guy lifts him up and, and, like, pins him up against the window. And then grabs a hacksaw out of the overhead bag.
1: Sure. I mean it, who it
2: just happens to be in his overhead bag. <laughs> yeah. And holds it to Costas' neck. And it like they had to surround him the rest of the team. Like Wow. It's Jesus. just a crazy, oh crazy story. So that's yeah, a great one, this yeah. Is, this proves that how much in the movie uh, you know, you watch and it does feel like Major Leaguey, like silly, but these these mm. people it's based on real instances well yeah, so, real sociopaths i mean sure. yes, exactly
1: <laughs> it's also a film where like even though the plot line w- wasn't particularly confusing i still managed to lose track of it once or twice because it so didn't matter you know strother martin is is the team manager and and he's gonna sell you love strother martin don't you tom
0: Fucking love Struthers he yeah, like Martin. He's like the garlic of. He's like the garlic in movies, man. He's like the John. He's like older, creepier John Casal. Like every movie he goes <laughs> into is at least a little bit better because
1: he's in there. Yeah, no, I, 100 100 agree. What
0: John Casal could have been, yeah. Yeah, You're right. <laughs> he had he yeah, not,
1: that. Yeah, not died? Not of cancer, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Struthers Martin famously Bended down Meryl Streep. There's another connection. Shut up. Oh. Oh. No, I'm lying. But this, wouldn't <laughs> that be great if that were true? <laughs>
0: I, 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 was, I I be it to be true. I wanna, I'm hoping, I, I, I was I pictured him like somehow betting down
1: Edith from Archie Bunkers place. Oh,
0: Strava. <laughs> oh, Strava.
1: Um, we're both great in person. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Hit the we, sweet spot, I Tommy. We both chose to do the same damn impersonation. Uh-huh. Well done. Good well stuff. Done. We have the range from A to B. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's that you know I I couldn't quite. Follow, or I didn't care to follow or put the energy into following Paul Newman's angle on it. You know, he's somehow lying about the the team being sold to Florida, but I don't even know why he's lying because really the the, the important part is that he's injecting violence into the game in order to get crowds. And then the crowds, you know, becoming enthusiastic spurs the team on. It's a pretty simple premise. And um, I thought that was great. The the one weakness I had, and I forget, I'm forgetting the co-star's name. Um, the guy who does the strip tease at the end, yeah. is I hated. I know that you have to have a rub in a movie. I hated his phony indignation at yeah. what was going on. It seemed like they could have come up with something a little bit better than that as a foil to Paul Newman.
2: I, I didn't, yeah, he, I didn't think he was that. Even that, I, and again, maybe a, a different actor. One of the things i that's so great about Paul Newman in this is you really get his acting chops because he's not like you said his own plan is convoluted like it seems like sometimes he wants it to be sold other times he doesn't sometimes he's trying to get his wife back and he's on he seems like a very spur of the moment aging guy who's just he's trying to gra- grab onto anything at any point you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
1: I, that's by the way. That's another aspect of the movie that, like, you know, Tom and I always t- would talk about this whenever a '70s movie comes up. And maybe you share this, Steve, but it's like our nostalgia for an era that just came after the '60s, because we had people in our family who, it's like, in a very polyester suit way, were like halfway to doing like key parties and like divorces, and yeah. you know, family everywhere. Yeah. and so that this movie sort of like casually slips that in too. It's sort of like, ah, we're not we're not really divorced, but we're not married, and we sleep with other people, and you know, the shocking. Um, some of the stuff is like not offensive at all. To me, it's it's mildly out of date. Like lesbian? Is she a oh, eater? She's a lesbian. She's yeah, a yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. She's but then some, some other things are kind of wild, like that faggot, or like um at one point, a, <laughs> I, I, at yeah. one point a Nazi just gets on the bus for no reason to party with. Them. I mean, I'm not offended, but I'm just like, ah, this right. didn't age right. well. <laughs> hey,
0: I think yeah. some millennials might find it a little bit challenging, but. <laughs> So
1: yeah. just, <laughs> you know who did it?
0: Like, wow, I've never heard that before.
1: A weird verbiage, too. I just want to read something from, uh, from Gene Siskel and then I'll, I'll shut up and let you guys talk more about the plot. Oh, but indeed, uh, yes. he initially gave the film two and a half stars out of four. Um, And he said, uh, What Slapshot does to its ultimate failure is exaggerate every one of its fine facets. It's as if those locker room tape recordings had been edited to remove the silence and banalities to include only the most outrageous sex and violence. And regrettably, Slapshot moralizes about violence in its tacked on whipsaw ending. And then... He he decides to in nineteen seventy seven so he he pans it as a as a pretty bad movie or a mediocre movie. And then at the end of the movie decide the end of the year decides to watch it again and says so top ten. I'm glad I rewatch oh. I am glad I rewatch movies. Oh right. wow. Good for you. I, like, the I love, scientific I love approach. hearing
2: that, especially from those guys. Uh, yeah. you know, I know I know there's always a, uh, you bring up Siskel and Ebert to to anyone, there's there's people that, that they're probably more hated than liked. Um but both of them, if you read them, I mean, the, the history of them, uh, you know, of the, they both hated the thumbs up and thumbs down. It was just a, you know, it was a thing that they could lamb onto. They, they had to review three movies in a, a half hour show, that kind of thing. But if you ever read what they wrote, it's mm-hmm. hard to argue with either. I mean, even when you disagree yeah. with, or end up disagreeing with about the move, they're both incredibly thoughtful. So I love yeah. hearing yeah. that he went back, especially that quick.
0: Yeah. Well, but the other thing too, and I and I just want I want to really circle back on this because I think Steve like almost came out of the gate talking about the fact uh, that this movie is kind of shockingly nuanced. There's much more going on than just. Like it's got that quality of a movie where you can enjoy it on oh it's a sports movie or it's this you know this kind of a movie or something like that but like again as a broader social commentary on the on the on the Americans uh, American society sort of moving through time and becoming what it is today it's pretty it's it got some really good sharp commentary on that and so in that sense like this movie again you you, you would think that that's what makes us better than Major League. Is there's, yeah. there's actually other layers to this movie that you can parse out if you want to, or not, and, and enjoy it either way.
2: Right. I remember maybe seeing it. I don't know, ten years ago, and just being a completely. It was probably the first time I'd seen it, uh, and really watched that relationship that he has with the you know the other guy's girlfriend. Uh, yeah, yeah so, that was uh, a little
1: weird too. Actually,
2: it's it's really weird. And yeah. I mean, even now, even on this one, I, I don't know if I understand it. I don't know what they were trying to say, but it's it's. That's almost at some way. That's I don't want to say it's the purpose of it, but it it it, it is that thing. Like it's not trying to give you an answer about it. Yeah. It's, it's saying like this is a strange thing mm-hmm. that he's he's everybody, and it doesn't again. Major league, you would get like ah, oh, we're gonna get married at the end or something. You know what I mean? Or like,
1: I think a lot of movies it would be like the lesson he learns about being a scumbag yeah. or a lonely guy. Right. It's like yeah, yeah none of that.
0: I had to actually go back for, to parse out what exactly the hell was going on there. And as far as I can tell, he was uh, basically just trying to make the other guy jealous so that he'd fight.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: That's it. Yeah, I think I mean, that's uh, totally yeah. it. By the way, the other, the, the other actor, his name is uh, Michael Antkeen.
1: Much like Magnolia, I mean, yeah. this is a film that can be examined over and over again, parsed for its literary um, value, its, its Easter eggs. It's tropisms. <laughs> it's tropisms. Well put, Tommy. Well put. What, uh,
2: do you guys know what else he was in? I didn't look him up. Michael, on keen. Did he, did he go on to other?
1: The fact that, uh, that none of us looked him up? up, I think, says something. Because he wasn't bad in this movie, but he, wasn't, no, he, was... he was just kind of stock, I felt.
2: He would, that's yeah, a, I he was kind of, that,
0: I think he was kind of. A, it's kind of a stock pretty girl, a pretty boy. Kind of
2: thing. Uh, so let me throw that out based on exactly that. Uh, Joseph, you mentioned what a great director George Roy Hill is, yep. and how few movies he did. Mm. And every three years or so, he would do a movie: Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Now, hey, let's team up Redford and, and, and Sting again. Right. How great would Redford have been? I mean, he was probably much older than this guy at that point. Yeah, but could it could redford have played the young
1: no and i'll tell you why i have an answer as to why not
2: <clears throat> because
1: when this guy stripped i had little feelings in my pants and <laughs> redford i like a lot but that little that little milk dud that albino milk dud he has on his face gets me every time so my answer is no <laughs> tom
0: uh, I just, well, okay, so specifically to your question there, Steve, I've just looked through his uh, filmography, Yeah. Made to Order in 1987, he was in that. Made, okay. He was in a lot of, he was in a lot of straight-to-video shit, from what i heard, yeah. he was in I'll a lot of movies, them. but none of them, like, like I, I've heard of almost none of these. Postcards yeah. from the Edge, apparently he was in that too.
2: He's like a, I mean, he's a less charming, like, Bill Pullman, you know what I mean? Like, you can put... <laughs> Yeah, I could see him in a lot of stuff. He's fine. Uh, and yeah, I like Bolt points more. That's what I'm saying. He's not as and, charming as that.
0: And in answer to your question, Joseph, uh, I have, I call it a skittle, and I find it very sexy.
1: <laughs> okay, a little something to nibble on for a little bit I of can snack. Say both edible. That's the only matter. That's yeah, where that's we fun. go. That's where we're going during this <laughs> pandemic, too. Believe me. Um, a, a, li- a question based on a list here for you guys. Um, better than or like <laughs> yeah, better or than or worse than? I'm going to give you late '70s, early '80s um, sports movies. Better than or worse than Candy Shack? Uh,
0: oh, Candy Shack. Hold on. Okay, I have to say this. Candy Shack is kind of a terrible movie. It's oh, a lot oh. of really great jokes.
1: But Ted Knight I is so good. I, I think Those Chevy Chase and Bill Murray are the lesser. It's Ted Knight and Rodney all the way, man. But, yeah, but you're distracting. That's Tom.
0: As a, what's that?
1: Answer the question, sir.
0: <laughs> no, as a <laughs> testament like to that. how childish I am, yep. I never fail to laugh hysterically when the candy bar goes into the <laughs> okay. It makes me laugh every goddamn time. <laughs> no, that's like fair. It's the dumbest fucking... It's the dumbest side <laughs> <psych laughs> gag in the history of the world, and I laugh like I Always a, like Steve, a Steve
1: better or worse car. than?
2: It, this... Uh, Slapshot's the better movie. Caddyshack is more rewatchable.
1: Uh, perfect. I think you're both. Yeah, Caddyshack it has funnier moments for sure, yeah. but it's a cohesive <laughs> movie. I think Slapshot's better. Better or worse than Bad News Bears? Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. God dang it! I'm so going to say Bad News is- Bears Ooh. is better, and I uh, like this movie a lot. I, say- I think Bad News Bears is better than Slapshot, although I love Slapshot. I
2: think you're. I think you're right. I think it is the better movie. Yeah.
0: I think I've only ever seen like the third Bad News Bears movie. What I know, <laughs> I have some weird, shocking little like things that have that I just never got. I've never back seen back. Mary Poppins. Yeah.
2: It, it, even the new one, the new uh remake.
0: Yeah, no, I've seen that. Hmm. That's
2: yeah. uh Well, that that's a better way. That you know, that's a great comparison. This this is about the seventies filmmaking, right? This is we got in the eighties. We would have got Major League. It would have been much more jokey. Uh, uh, zap it.
0: I think the word you're looking for might be zapped
2: on that one. Yeah, Caddyshack is actually probably the entry to that, right? Is the the, the, mm-hmm. the transition from 70s maybe taking it somehow seriously, semi-tough, North Dallas. Oh, I was, that was that was my next one, semi-tough. Oh, wasn't I? Was, yeah. I started to jump the gun. No problem. No semi-tough. But it's 1970s, where it's it's, it's more about the filmmaker and taking it seriously and and the nuance here. In mm-hmm. the 60s, we would have got more of a you know a, a glossy kind of uh, version of it. Where they had to win at the end somehow, and this is a specifically '70s movie. And Bad News Bears is almost—it is really as close to this in, in you know, uh, Little League baseball uh, slapshot, right?
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, okay. I yeah. would agree.
0: No. Okay, what's this? What's this next one
1: you said? Joseph? It's the final one. It's the most important one, obviously. The fish that saved Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> wow! Come on. Nothing's better than that, right? Fair it's enough. The same Pittsburgh is great, but Slapshot's very good too.
2: I
1: think we're agreed. I, right. I, by the
2: way,
0: I have one for you guys. Yeah, Meatballs.
1: But that's not a sports movie, is it?
2: Nah, but
0: it's a seventies
1: movie. Tom has Wait, problems there, with classification. There,
2: there is a, a Camp Olympics, I guess. So. Yeah, I yeah, guess so. Joe, come
1: on. They both have celluloid as the film stock. I get the base. Um, meatballs is, does cellulose. not. I have uh, lots of it. Uh, the, um, meatballs does not stand up by the test of time. In a it's weird bad movie. I have to I say, it. as long oh, as we're yeah. going off script with, with, with similar movies, but not sports movies, I kind of feel that way. Even though it has great scenes, I kind of feel that way about Animal House. There's about 20 minutes that survive hilarity, and a lot of it does not. Yeah.
0: I haven't watched it in a long time. I would imagine you're, you're correct on that. Yeah,
2: and obviously, yeah, I know what the. Um, there's some jokes. Again, like the. I, I love it. I love I love when Newman leaves the the owner's house and says your your kid's gonna grow up. <laughs> I mean it it because it's Paul Newman you can't believe what he's saying and then right. he's saying it in that yep. moment. <laughs> in yeah, the yeah, very 70s, but it, it it's still shocking in this day and age to hear that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the same way I know there's, like, three scenes in Animal House like that that are, you know, the date rape and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs>
1: that's true. It it I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Nevertheless, the zit holds up to the test of time.
1: As <laughs> does for some reason I howl with laughter still when that kid is praying to God for pussy and then the woman flies through the window in the bed and he says,
2: thank <laughs> <Yes>. you, God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's every, yeah, it's every schoolboy's dream, right? That it would That's how it works.
1: A hundred percent. All right, you, guys. I think we're giving this movie a thumbs up, and I want to give Steve a chance to do some plug. Ola again. We know that we can find you. I'll just I'll start the plugging here. Um, we can find your podcast on um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, where the, people can presumably rate and review you. Um, yeah. uh, give us everything else. Uh, email yeah, whatever. So it's,
2: uh, my name is Steve Mazan, M-A-Z-A-N, and that's how you can find me, the Maison Movie Club. And again, it's it's exactly uh, this—just just watching a movie and uh, talking about how how we all feel about it, and uh, yeah, the different insights. How how rewatchable is the movie? Does it does it deserve to be in the pantheon of greats? My my first couple hundred movies we did were the uh, the American Film Institute's top hundred. Oh, and the IMDb top hundred. Wow. So you know they're about uh, they share about half the movies the same, but they sure. each got you know the uh, IMDb lends a little towards newer movies and uh the other one's the classic a lot of black and white in there um but yeah if you love movies it, it, like i said i think we we try to appeal to the the average viewer and the deep diver as well so
1: it's but, definitely something yeah. I, I mean i just learned about you recently through through tom but it's something that i've really enjoyed listening to those episodes oh i appreciate good, it good thanks stuff. For that, yeah sure. yeah hundred percent tommy i believe you do a little comedy and you have a website
0: I have a website, tomsmithcomedy.com. Uh, go check that out. Uh, you know, If you have a question or a comment that you want to send us, send it to finleysonfilm at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, and if you want to rate and review us on iTunes, feel free to do that. And if you want to become a Patreon subscriber for a small $5 a month, you can have access to the dozens and dozens of Patreon ears-only episodes. Um, and, Three. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 40-something now, and, and um, two new ones a month. All right, guys. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a real yeah, pleasure, man. Yeah, thank you man.
2: guys for having me. That was, that was fun talking about it. I'm, I'm glad that you guys, uh, having seen it, I'm glad for you guys seeing it fresh 40 years later that it stands up. It was a, uh, and enjoyable. Actually. Yeah,
1: it was a pleasure, was man. What a great, great one. having
0: you, man. Thanks so much, Steve. And you take care. Buddy. All, All right,
1: pow zoom.